What is up, everyone? What is up? You already know. It's a fave girl, D. Back with another episode of Like You Said. Thank you so much for streaming and sharing. I know that it's been an interesting time in the world, and there's been so many things to talk about. Um, And I know that for me personally, as a creator, it's been kind of like, what do I choose to focus on? Am I losing sight of other things? Um, so thank you for rock with me. Those who have been here for the past 14 episodes. This is episode 14. If you're brand new, hello, welcome. You are officially in the mix. You know, why waste any more time when we can get into it? Let's Let's get this conversation started. Over the past few weeks, I've been in this like really deep, reflective state like just constantly reflecting on everything that's going on around me to me like everything I'm doing like I've just been thinking a lot and um it's been in regards to many different areas of my life um and I think that the one thing that I found was like a common factor in all of these reflections was that I found at least one thing that I had to unlearn. Um, I had to come to terms with some very hard truths um, about who I am and how I see myself and also how like the experiences I've had in life have somehow convinced me to believe things about myself that aren't true um, or things about others or things about the world around me that aren't necessarily true. And I would say that through that process, and I would say I'm still going through that process, um, I found a new hunger for like really thorough observation and the exercise of free thought I began to think about the freedom we as individuals would feel if we just challenged our initial thoughts more often. You know, if we just chose to think that there's a different way to perceive everything and that the conclusions that we've come to are only a reflection of ourselves if we chose to believe that they are. I was really thinking about that, um over the past few weeks, but this week in particular, it felt like a recurring theme that came up a lot about something to unlearn, whether it's unlearning um, the prejudices that you've developed over time based on media or what your parents have taught you, unlearning your thoughts about um, relationships or unlearning your thoughts on religion or just unlearning things that you've been conditioned to know without even realizing it, um, those things that you believe and you might not have an answer as to why, you just know that that's how you feel. Like, just taking the time to really think about what that means and how you can unlearn that 
and maybe relearn a perspective that is actually true to your personal ideas. It's not just something that has been imposed upon you based on um, experiences that you've had or other external factors. So before I get into the nitty gritty, I want you to ask yourself something. A couple of things, actually. Ask yourself, what lies have I told myself? And whether or not I believe them. And also ask yourself, if you really think that these things that you believe about yourself speak truth to who you are, or is it easier for you to believe what the world tells you versus what you truly believe about yourself. I think that sometimes when we have things that we have believed about ourselves, sometimes we've only believed those things because it was easier for other people to relate to us if we just remained in that box that we feel like we've been given, even though that might not be true to who we are. So, being the person that I am, I'm not going to tell you anything I'm I'm not currently working on myself or anything I haven't currently experienced or worked through myself. So, in that same spirit, I'm going to tell you about three false theories that I've come to terms with, which I am actively unlearning. And these aren't in any particular order, but just in the order that they came to my mind. And there's also a lot more than just these three. I actually had a hard time narrowing this list down, which goes to show that there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but I think that more of these things get revealed to us through time. So, anywho, false theory number one is that <laughs> that singleness is a punishment. And more personally, that I am still single because I'm being punished for something. Um, the second is that sometimes I'm too much for people. And the third is that I have to accept hurt or pain in order to grow. I don't know when I started to hold on to these views. I can think of experiences that I've had which have probably enforced these false theories. Um, but I I can't tell you when, when these ideas have started. They were probably in the back of my mind for a while before I had brought them to the forefront. But despite that, I, I believe that there's always room for a different perspective to come in and convince us otherwise or at least help us to see other angles of this belief that we have so talking about singleness um as a punishment i realized that that thought was pitiful actually um and it was fueled by times in my life where i felt as though i wasn't worthy of companionship, shooting your shot, getting rejected, or, you know, just meeting the right people at the wrong time, like, 
all of those things, situations that didn't work out. And, you know, um, it was like I would feel as though things were going somewhere with someone and then it just flops like every time, no matter how long or how short of a situation it was, it just, it wasn't working. And I was beginning to think about what I had to like change or alter about myself, trying to like get a feel for the person and see, okay, well, how much of myself do I want to show? Like, I don't want to like overdo it or freak them out or what have you, like things like that. I did realize a few things. I've come to accept that my approach to this whole dating game, this whole romance thing, it's countercultural, and I'm learning to be okay with that. I feel like with the way that culture is today, especially in regards to dating and sex and all that jazz, like, I've never really been with it. Like, I'm celibate, so I've been this way for a long time, and... That's very different from what culture feeds us as young people in our 20s and just in general about how to go about finding someone. Like, sex is seen as, like, a requirement before commitment, and that's just not how I I roll. And um, I had to learn to be okay with that because, well, I'm choosing what I want to do with my body, and that's my choice. I personally just feel as though for me, I I want to wait. I just do. I don't know. I don't see the point in in having such a deep physical and emotional connection with multiple people on a temporary basis. I don't know. The, the whole thought of that stresses me out, but that's just me. Um, and so I've had to really like learn to accept that and come to terms with the fact that I have to, you know, be vocal about that and really set that tone and that boundary um, when I'm meeting new people. I also realized that during the season of singleness, I'm, I'm able to learn more about who I am and, and better determine who and what I want, what I expect in a relationship um, what I require, but also what I want to bring to the table and prepare myself for whoever this lucky person is supposed to be. So with saying all that, singleness is not a punishment. Um, it is a blessing and it helps you to be more appreciative of finding a good partner when your time comes. Um, so that is my first little theory um, that I had to really sit down and be honest with myself about because I'll be honest, I was getting very, very impatient when it comes to um, the love life. I was like, this is getting on my last nerve. But I had to come to terms with that. So there it is. The second, you know, I'm too much for people at times. What I've come to accept in this regard is that even if I am too much for some people, I don't care anymore. Like, I actually don't. I used to spend so much time 
analyzing how easy I made it for others to receive me, to interact with me, to be in my space um, or to share space with me. And this led to me giving the world a diluted version of myself, constantly telling myself, okay, like maybe you're doing too much, like maybe you want to settle down. And also just like being a black girl, you know, there's already those perceptions. So trying to be mindful of those and not be a stereotype or be what people are already assuming that you're going to be. Um, but this also eventually led to me having this feeling of constantly selling myself short. And that actually caused a lot more damage to me personally because it was kind of like I was becoming a sellout. Let me just settle down, be on good behavior, you know, not embarrass anybody, you know, don't do anything that that brings too much attention, all that kind of stuff. And over the past like six years, and I've seen it like in a very intense way over in the past year is that in many ways, um, big and small, I have found ways to express myself and be present to my fullest extent without a second thought, without hesitation, without restraint. I'm just like, yep, this is it. This is me. I'm here. And this is who you're getting. And as long as I'm okay with that, that's all that matters. Because you can quickly exit stage left. It doesn't matter to me. I think that in my journey of owning my self-confidence, I'm going to say owning it because a lot of people say, Dina, you've been so confident. Like, you've always been a confident person. This, that, the other thing. Yes, but I didn't own my confidence enough. Like, I see people mean, like, I did things and I just didn't care what people thought. But I never really owned it. That was just me, but I never really owned that part of myself. And... Learning to own my confidence in who I am, it requires me to embrace my entire self. So I've decided to stop denying who I am to make others comfortable with me. I mean, from doing this, I've had some great people come into my life, some amazing people who have made me even better. That's more than enough for me, honestly. So if anyone ever tells you you're too much, tell them, okay, like, it's not your fault that people can't handle you, period. Moving right along to the third point, um, I really believe for a long time that I have to accept hurt and pain in order to grow. Now... Some people might be saying, well, like, don't you? Because you do grow from experiencing pain. You do. You do grow from experiencing hurt and pain. But do you have to accept it and hold on to it and let it have influence over your life? No, I don't think so. I used to really use this false theory to justify why bad things would happen to me. I'd be like, well, you know... God just wants me to grow or, you know, I'll be a better person because of this. But it, like, really hurts and it really sucks. But what I've learned on the other side of that is that by refusing to accept 
the hurt that others inflict upon me is part of the growth just as much as the painful experience is. Let me see if I have an example. My grandmother and I don't don't have the best relationship. Um, and, you know, as a as I said in a previous episode, intergenerational trauma, you can go ahead and listen to it after this. It that played a huge role in our relationship and why we're not as close. Um and so I was put in a painful situation. And then things would happen and I would continue to be hurt. She would just continue to hurt me and just damage my spirit. I was put in a painful situation. Yes. This was a painful experience for me growing up. Like it was like the situation itself was painful. The neglect from my grandmother is painful. But, you know, going around on holidays or like going over to visit with my mom and stuff like that, like it's like I wouldn't want to do that because I was then putting myself in an environment where I was susceptible to her hurting me. And at one point, I just stopped and I just said, I'm not accepting this anymore until, you know, actions have changed and, you know, I feel comfortable in your space and I feel like you want me in your space, I'll come back around. But until then, I don't have to keep allowing you to hurt me. You know, I don't have to accept behavior that doesn't benefit me or behavior that hurts me in some type of way. I don't have to accept that. And I think that I came to this conclusion by recognizing that I control the space that I give other people to hurt me. You control the amount of space you give to others to hurt you. You can limit what you allow. I think that for me, I'm learning to evaluate the boundaries that I have and create new boundaries while also becoming comfortable with enforcing those boundaries. I think that as a young person, people who are older than us, and sometimes this is within our own communities, and I'm going to be specific and also say within the black community, I feel like older folks think that they have a right to our space because they're older than us or until they decide that we are old enough in their eyes to actually determine that for ourselves. And I don't think that's fair. I think that every black person, especially black young people, need to create boundaries and be open and honest about that because it shows your respect for yourself and the respect that you want from others. Now, before I let y'all go, I want to ask you again. What false theories have you chosen to believe about yourself? Maybe you should write them down or take note. Maybe you've already thought about these things. I don't know. But I never want you to forget that the lies, the insecurities, or the negativity that life appears to reinforce... They aren't truths unless you deem them to be the truth. If you can choose what you believe about the world 
or what you believe about others. You choose what you believe about yourself. I think that with everything going on in this movement, this Black Lives Matter movement, there are a lot of people in my community who are coming to terms with things that they believed about themselves. We see the conversations coming up with colorism, you know, especially amongst women. You know, I've been seeing a lot of stories about darker-skinned women feeling as though they're not beautiful because their skin is darker than the light-skinned black girl that is in the commercials or on TV or what have you. And I understand that that is something that the world has enforced upon our community and upon our women, but you choose what you believe. You choose what you believe. You set the standard for your own life. You set the standard for others that choose to interact with you, that want to interact with you. I think that there's a lot that we as black people need to unlearn about how, in regards to what the world has put on us, I feel like this is a generation of healers, a generation of those who are going to break cycles and those who are going to bring light to the traumas and hardships that we face as black people. I think that for non-black people, it's unlearning those perspectives that they have of us that have come from a place of hate that isn't even their own thoughts, but it's the thoughts of these people who are in control. In regards to this movement and what's been going on, there's a lot for us to unlearn, but I, I'm a firm believer that everything begins on an individual basis. And so once you learn to practice unlearning things about yourself, you're going to learn to unlearn things that the world is telling you about others and how to walk through the world. So I guess my challenge to you this week is to unlearn one thing and then try and make it a consistent practice. Anyways, y'all, you already know what it is. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for rocking with me, for all the likes, shares, follows, subscribes, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to start doing some new things with the podcast soon, so stay tuned for that. Um... Some interesting topics have been lined up, and I cannot wait to try new things for you. Um, It's been an honor and a privilege to create a space and have these conversations because I know that not everyone is able to have them. Um, I'm grateful for everyone who's messaged me wanting to dive into topics more Um, This is for you, and this is why I've decided to create this platform. So thank you so much. Stay awesome, stay beautiful, stay blessed. Be kind to someone today and every day. And until next time, peace and love. 
Stop walking in pride. Let the thief be crucified. I'll learn everything you know. Now. 